You are listening to a Geek Fallout production in association with the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network. You're listening to TechnoRound, the Geek Fallout technology news and discussion podcast where we talk about everything from mobile devices and PCs to video games and everything in between. Hello, Happy New Year. Welcome to the newest episode of Geek Fallout Technobabble. We're back after a, uh, a brief little hiatus in the Christmas front. We all got to witness uh, great, amazing things that we wanted for Christmas. We probably got something a little different than what we wanted, but as for me, it all turned out great. I got a nephew for the new year. What did you guys get? Oh, by the way, my guests... Uh, well, my guest is Chris Gaida, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Rich. Hey, hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And as for me, I'd like to say I got over 40 pairs of socks. Wow. And a green tie that says Noel and sings on it. I'll be wearing <laughs> that. Ba- I'll be wearing that baby into work because I only got it the other day. It's a bit late, but at the same time, I haven't had a chance to wear it. And hey, you know, why you not? S- you know, you said before that you weren't going to make a human centipede, but now that you've got these forty socks, I'm starting to doubt you a bit. I don't recall saying I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I said I shouldn't. All right, and there's a difference. <laughs> okay, Rich, what did you get? This year, besides the very sweet homemade setup for your uh, for your podcastulations, yeah, yes, I did just finish my uh, my new podcast studio quotes because it's not really a studio. It's like a <laughs> little, hey, it's like a little dungeon. Yeah, but hey, it still works. So um, no, I think I got about twenty pairs of underwear. <laughs> so <laughs> do you want my half? Thing. Yeah, exactly. Eh. <laughs> We can go halvesies on it. Well, there's been a lot of. Uh, I want to start this year off on a good on a good note. So, of course, where do you think I went for positive affirmations and technological developments? The Too Late News Network. No, that's your news. <laughs> My news is the Good News Network, found on GoodNewsNetwork.org. They don't owe me anything, but I just think if you want to have some spiritually uplifting positivity in your life or you're just surrounded by negative people, this is what you need. This is like good soul therapy. Now, on the technological front, I have found amazing articles, but I'm going to start with this one. Have either of you, or or have you known someone who deals with asthma? Yes. I, ha- I have In asthma. Wait, you smoke and you have asthma? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, for any for anyone who's actually <laughs> trying to deal with it, it has been... <laughs> A problem but here is something amazing that was just released a couple of months ago but i just got around to it asthma could be cured within five years thanks to a new breakthrough researchers at uk's cardiff university and king's college london have identified which cells cause the airways to narrow when exposed to irritants like pollution experiments show that calcium sensing receptor cells which detect changes in environment, become overstimulated in asthmatics, causing airway twitching and inflammation. Now, drugs already exist that can deactivate those cells. They're known as calcilytics, and they're used to treat people with osteoporosis. 
Now, researchers have found that when the drug is inhaled, it deactivates these cells and stops all symptoms. Now, scientists are hopeful that patients can take this drug to prevent asthma attacks before they start, which ends the need to constantly carry an inhaler. So, and the best part is, is that this also transfers to other things like people with chronic bronchitis or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. It used to be, oh. known, it used to be known as emphysema. Really? But, yep. Now, this is a disease that kills tens of millions of people each year because, you know, some people kind of need oxygen to live. Yeah, my dad actually has COPD, and my wife's best friend was just diagnosed with it after getting pneumonia like 10 times a year for the past like 10 years. This could be good news for all of them. Researchers are saying that a clinical trial starts soon, and it can be proven that calcolytics are safe when administered directly to the human lung. This is an effective treatment that would effectively cure asthma, and that would be available to people within the next five years. So, how is that for a, a nice beacon of hope? and positivity for the new year. That's awesome. That's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Always negative. Negative Nancy over here. I I think that's amazing, especially as somebody who has asthma, knowing people who have COPD, like, that's that's really uplifting and and great news. So good on you, Good Good News Network. Oh, yeah. And uh, so what about you, Richard? Have you uh, got any interesting developments or good news or fascinating developments? Uh, well, it is uh, that time of year again for technology, home, uh, home consumer electronics, home appliances uh, to come out. And yes, that means it's CES 2016. Just started, uh, I believe, today. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to read a whole lot of articles. I did watch a couple minutes of the live stream that's happening right now on YouTube, uh, as well as uh, catching up on some other videos from uh, places like CNET.com, Engadget, The Verge, and a couple other places. So I thought I would just briefly mention a few of the highlights, um, and then we can kind of chat about the possibility of some of these things or whatever. And then maybe next week, uh, we can get into some more detailed products that have been released. So uh, the LG press conference was earlier today. And during the LG uh, press conference, they started off their press conference by introducing basically turning your windshield in your car into an augmented reality glass. It's because ba- it, it, <laughs> texting while driving isn't bad enough. Well, it, no, it basically it it turns your whole windshield <laughs> and possibly your side windows into display screens. Because we, well. we just were distracted enough. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, like, obviously, there's going to be people out there who are going to try to hack something like this, and they're going to watch friggin', you know, Transformers while they're dri- or no, Fast and the Furious while they're driving down the highway at can 2 a.m. Can, can I get the Toyota Tercel with the new 4K windshield? <laughs> are you kidding? It's going to have to be at least 8K. This is, this is why it's a good thing we're getting those self-driving cars because soon we're just going to turn the whole we're going to turn the whole highway into a fucking pinball machine. Wow. You look <laughs> completely different than I did on this. I was yes. thinking nice, you know, Atari 2600 pole position 8-bit emulator. Well, of course. I mean, just make much fun. Okay, so tell me more tell me more about this death trap. 
Well, it, it actually looked pretty cool. So basically, it takes the need for a dashboard completely away and puts all of your information on the road where you're looking already. You know what I mean? Who so, needs to see cars? I want to know if my tank is full. Well, no, it's it's see-through, right? Well, I'm sure like the tank fullness and stuff, I'm pretty sure the, or the uh, tank capacity was down near the bottom. But, you know, having GPS coordinates up top, having maybe warning signals if the car detects something that's not right, like say uh, a person that you're about to hit, I don't know, maybe. Uh, there's lots of different applications that you could have for this. And especially if you have little areas in the windshield that could maybe be less opaque because they're not opaque, but like see-through um, because yeah, you see okay. through all the images, right? But if you have a little area down at the bottom that you can't see through and then, or up at the top and, and that's your rear view mirror. And then maybe, you know, you can have two little areas so you don't have to necessarily turn your head to check your blind spots. You can check it through cameras that are already like being displayed on your windshield. So you really never have to take your eyes off the front of the road. You can have a full 360 degree through, uh, view via cameras all around your vehicle looking straight ahead. Now that brings safety if, if done properly and without hacking. If somebody hacks that, obviously, you know, although though that would be pretty cool too, the racing, racing like a ghost car that you see in your windshield and in your side windows, but isn't really there. That'd be freaking awesome. You're, you're doing online Gran Turismo. Yeah, exactly. With your real car. Exactly. How awesome would that be? <laughs> it would be great until, until reality kicks in and you, and you, and you interact and you interact with a physical object. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes a, a live version of burnout. <laughs> you uh, can paradise. You can live stream your own gruesome death. Carmageddon. <laughs> yes, you mean, exactly. You mean, you mean just karma. All right. Uh, moving on. We've got uh, a their new TV because CES is obviously every year. That's where all the TVs are brought out. That's where 4K TVs were shown off a few years ago. And then 8K TVs, I believe, were shown off either last year or the year before for the first time as well. Come which on, is 4Ks like 4Ks haven't even come out. Come on, 4Ks haven't really come out yet. And they're already doing They've it. been out. They haven't penetrated the market. That's the problem. Yeah. Because of the price, they haven't penetrated the market. So. Well, you've you got to get the market wet first before you penetrate it. That's true. That is very true. Usually a little romance first, you know. You got to kiss it on the neck, tell it it's yeah. good dinner. And... <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's called the LG Signature, <laughs> LG G Signature G6 OLED TV. And it's a, quote, first ever 2.57 millimeters thick, which is basically, if if you want to picture this in your head, take four credit cards and stack them on top of each other, and that's how thick it is. Now, didn't we have a concern about phones being so thin they started to bend? Now we got yes, TVs. but this is a TV. It's going to be wall mounted or or sitting somewhere. You're not going to be yeah, but doing gonna, much with it, right? Yeah, but you're going to have to lift it when you mount the damn thing, and aren't you going to worry about it like whipping and warping and wobbling and shit? Um, I, no, I, I, yeah. I can lift straight up. <laughs> I'm and, an adult. On top of that, LG actually also released uh, a ben another bendable uh, OLED screen this year as well that you can roll up into like you know as if you were rolling up a magazine or a piece of paper or something and it will and it can be on and doing that. So hey, if you bend your new TV, that's fine. It, it's meant to do that anyway. Uh, but the speakers even fold behind because obviously you have to have some part of it that's thick. 
So right at the bottom where the speakers are is the stand slash speakers. It's just an all-in-one speaker stand unit. And that can actually fold up behind the TV uh, for wall mounting so that all you see is that perfect near edgeless TV. So I, I that's awesome. I mean, they didn't really talk about any of the smart technology I found this year for TVs because I think people have grown tired of it, as I have, because I don't personally, I don't give a crap if my TV is smart. I've got a Roku box or I've got an Apple TV or an Android TV or a Chromecast or whatever. Every, you know, most people these days have something that they can access online content, you know, PlayStation 3 Xbox One, like anything, whether it's getting Netflix, YouTube, yeah. Crackle, all these other things, you've already got a box. So what the hell do we care if our TV is smart for an extra like $500? Do I care if my TV has freaking Wi-Fi? No. Yeah. Smart TVs would have been great if they came out around like 2000, like before tablets and cell phones really saturated yeah. our lives. Then like having all this internet connectivity, like it would it would have been at the time a good replacement for computers. Simply because, like, hey, now I can just do all my, uh, I can surf the internet and get on Alta Vista and Dogpile and do all this amazing stuff on MySpace. So, yeah, uh, space. Well, I'm trying to be period appropriate. That brings me back. Uh, my next one up is uh, actually a shout out to you, Chris. So, during our uh, Christmas episode, I believe. It was the No Holds Barred episode, the Balls to the Wall, uh, episode two, where you mentioned wanting a new fridge, was it? Yes. Oh, sir, do I have the fridge for you. So this new LG G Series G Pro G Spot G Yo Yo G. Um, G unit. Yeah, G, like whatever. That's all they seem to name things these days. But uh, their new fridge, their new signature fridge, the highest end one, not only have they, quote, um, redefined their already redefined door in a door. Uh, so have you guys ever seen the these really popular like mini door in like kind of on the front of your main door? So if you really want to, you can access either that front little shelf or just reach in and get something so without opening up the whole door. So it's a pet door for your fridge. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So now they have one that uh, it, it kind of it's glass and it looks, I'd say, probably 70 percent, 80 percent tinted. Like you can't really see much through it aside from like shadows or whatever. But if you go up and you knock on the front of it, it lights up and becomes see through. Not only that, but when you walk up to the fridge they seem to have uh, stolen some, te some technology from uh, Ford uh, and some other car companies where you put your foot underneath the middle of the uh, fridge, right in the front, down at the bottom, and the door actually opens automatically for you. Boom. I just blew your mind. Because everybody needs a, t a fridge that can open itself. Well, I see some good things and bad things about this. I mean, it's good technology in its own right. I mean, it sounds really neat. However, Ford itself is coming out with some new technology that will actually be competing with this. Um, it looks like uh, they are bringing some of their uh, connectivity in their cars. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, I can't think of the name of it. 
Which Hold on. Uh, Hold on one moment. I'll be right back. Hey, Rich. You can edit that part out, by the way. Are you kidding? This is Rich's musical debut. We're not cutting it out. I was thinking of Ford Sync. Now, what they're doing is they are bringing Sync into the house. They are partnering up with uh, one or two cell phone companies. For you. Just what? They are partnering oh, no. up. Oh, a different Sync. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not that one. Thankfully. They're partnering up with one or two cell phone companies, and they're bringing Sync into uh, the house, and they're going to be able to control household appliances. And basically everything around using the same technology that they've got in the cars. Now, the main thought behind this is when you're driving home, you know, from work or something, you can hit a button in your car. Everything, you know, is run through your cell phone and it can start your stove. It can turn on music. It can work as your garage door opener. It can turn up the temperature in your house all while you're on your way. It's you know, everything's connected to Bluetooth. It gets everything ready for you on your way out. On the flip side, when you're in your house, you can you know, do some things controlling your car. Automatic, your cell phone automatically becomes your automatic car starter. It can unlock doors. Wow. So all of this is coming into play, and Sync and Ford together are looking at trying to take over that entire market of controlling household devices. Now, one of the most popular things have been, that's been coming out at CES is a whole bunch of people trying to uh, create the next generation of universal remote that actually controls everything in your house, all of your appliances yeah. and TVs and gadgets and everything. Yeah. However, if a larger company like Ford gets behind it, all of a sudden it might change everything. So they want a universal app for all your phone. But everyone wants their own proprietary universal app. Well, exactly. <laughs> However, in... and they don't, and they and the and they just don't get the irony. Well, everybody's fighting for their own little market share because it's expected that uh, there's going to be billions of dollars spent on this technology in the next couple of years. Oh yeah, However, for sure. If a major company like Ford, who already has working technology in their cars, and well, a household has a whole bunch of different appliances and things like that which compete, right? Um, there's not going to be any one segment of the market that's really dominated by anybody inside the house. However, inside their own cars, no other technology is really going to be able to replace that portion. So that already gives them a good foothold that nobody else can really break into. Oh, yeah, well, you, you, it doesn't take much to transition what the apps respond to, like, Climate control, you have heat and air conditioning in your house. When it comes to uh, opening doors, yeah, you have doors and windows in your house. Like, so there's so much that it has in common with the car that uh, just transitioning what the apps interact with is uh, very easy. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, it all makes sense because I believe, I just read a study on it here last week. I think it's 85% of basically appliances and hard goods that are basically everything other than your basic internet and cell phone 
is being run by QNX Software right now. They have a completely dominating position in the marketplace, so it's all similar technology running these things. QNX, so, wait, wait, QNX as in, didn't BlackBerry buy QNX? Yep. Well, so, good for them, so they won't die after all. So hey, hey. They may not have the market share as far as cell phones and fun things like that, but as far as hard objects and physical things, all the software running in the background, it's all speaking a common language with common programming. So writing apps and being able, being able to uh, you know have things talk to each other and sync up seems pretty simple. Yeah. So now it's just a technology race to see who actually uh, gets to have a good place in the market. Yeah, I I, I love I love smart home tech uh, smart home tech and and all of that stuff. Oh, someday. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking with the sink now taking over your house. Pretty soon you'll be hearing like, "Have you lived in a Ford lately?" Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least. I wonder if you'll be able to like have like have a little voice too, and you could be like your Jarvis, have like Elizabeth Hurley narrate for narrated <gasps> or something. That's the perfect choice. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm 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 a very classy man, you know. I mean, haven't you seen my podcast studio? All class, all class. That's true. <laughs> it's excellent. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I knew we'd crack into those uh, jokes sooner or later. Oh, <laughs> I just right. think like, it would be great if these sensors, like, you can get, like, extra bundles and packages based on your lifestyle. So, like, if you have pets, you can get, like, a urine sensor, like a little smoke detector, but for urine, so that you can know, like, when you're at work, if your dog pissed on the rug or not. Um, That'd be a lot of sensors. I, I don't want that technology. Well, think about I it. I mean, I know I if you If you want to bring a date... No. If you want to bring a date home, then you check your phone and be like, hey, you know what, how about we hang out and get dinner instead? Like, that way you know, like, there's no messes waiting for you. So, Or you could take care of your pets. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't think many people would really care if your pet took a, a little piss on the floor. It'd be like, so what? Like, everybody understands having a pet. That happens every once in a while. Unless they're an asshole, and then fuck them. Well, that's what, that's, what, that's what the plan is, but if you gross them out, you're not going to do that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I think we've uh, cycled back to me. Now, Now, an article has been released on January 4th, so this is very new. A non-chemo cancer treatment, as simple as a flu shot, moves closer to reality. Doctors in Texas have been cleared to move forward with another round of human trials on a cancer vaccine that turns a deadly vaccine into a chronic one that can be more easily treated. It's a form of immunotherapy that eliminates the need for chemotherapy and other difficult treatments, allowing cancer to be treated like diabetes or hypertension. Now, the key, now the thing about cancer is that like the body won't stop it because it mutates and grows your own cells, so the immune system only recognizes it as its own. But with this, with this type of immunotherapy, they create a personal shot for each patient. They take cells from the patient's tumor modify them so that the immune system will attack them and then re-inject the cells back into the body. So instead of seeing cells that it thinks are like, oh, that's normal, it's just a little different, but it's okay, then it'll be like, wait a second, you're not you. <laughs> so that's pretty darn good. And uh, uh, someone famous 
has benefited from this very recently. Are you familiar with former U.S. President Jimmy Carter? No. Yes. Well, Jimmy C. had the big C, but thanks to immunotherapy, he's now cancer-free, you see? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I've been sitting on that for like three days. Just just waiting to have a just waiting to have a podcast audience to tell it to. Yeah, it's, it's just like such a neat little tongue twister. But yeah, he's on the news and he's talking about how like he's cancer free, and uh, and it's been four months of treatment, and he is just happy as can be. His most recent MRI brain scan did not reveal any sign of the original cancer spots or any new ones, and it says that he'll continue the immunotherapy treatments every three weeks. So basically, it's finally getting your body to do its fucking job for a change and stop the things that are killing you by killing it first. See, he had several spots of cancer on his brain in August, but his latest scan last week shows they're all gone. Simply by having these, by simply augmenting the cancer cells to the point where the immune system recognizes it and does its damn job. So this is a fantastic development. Now, I know this isn't like a biology podcast, but I just figured, like, technology, of course, is responsible for this. So I figured it kind of counts under the mandate. And, uh, you know, good friggin' news. We get to keep Jimmy Carter around, and he's, like, even when he's not being a president, he's still being useful as a guinea pig. So, you know, good job, Jimmy. He's living proof that we are getting this cancer bitch whipped. (laughs) So, that's my good news. Any thoughts? Well, that's great. I mean, thoughts, celebrations, football spikes, parades in the street. Oh, uh, great! Oh, it's so- very good. There's a very little add on it. I mean, I don't think anybody's really a giant advocate for cancer. So, uh, hey, some people are very good. Man. Some people are proponents True. of population control. However, I'm going to jump ahead of Rich here. I'm just going to break all the rules because it's not my show, and I don't care. Forget all the rules. And I'm going to compete with you on the good news here. Excellent. All right. There's a story released by CBC earlier this week where the University of Calgary is launching a study because it looks like uh, right now Bangladesh has a problem with its well water. It's been going on for decades, and there's a high level of arsenic in it. It's got a problem. It's got a problem with its everything. If well, the well water is affecting up to seventy-seven million people. It's causing hair to fall out. It's causing organ failures. It's a huge problem over there, and it's affecting their entire living situation. Wow, who knew arsenic could be so bad? Yeah, who would have thought? However, one of their normal staple crops over there is lentils. Well, turns out Canadian lentils grown in Saskatchewan have a higher level of selenium, which is thought to counteract most of the bad effects of arsenic. So right now, we're actually growing and sending over our lentils grown in Saskatchewan. I'm guessing it's because of the potash in the soil that gives our lentils a higher level of selenium. And it's expected that if it's introduced into the diets of people over there, it will counteract the effects of their horrible well water. I'm I'm just glad that we didn't screw that somebody didn't screw up with a typo and send them Celine Dion instead. That would also be good. That would cheer them up, and it would ju- you know even if they don't live longer, they would be happy. They'd be happy that they're dying, so they don't have to care her anymore. That's okay. Unfair. So that's very unfair. <laughs> okay, so we're curing arsenic with beans. 
So as you do, that's fantastic. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. But, you can't say anything wrong. Well, I. Uh, well, that's, that's the thing too. It's not even like there's any real integration here. Uh, it's already a part of their normal diet. You know, the only thing is, it's a, di- a slightly different source. And if it works, um, maybe they can sort of duplicate some of the growing processes, and you know, maybe they can put integrate those, it there. They can put those beans in the damn well, and you know, actually deal with the arsenic. But at least li- at least they'll live long enough to get on that. Maybe we can start shipping them soil. Who knows? Or maybe some Brita water filters. Hey, 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 hey. I don't recall them being a sponsor. Let's not mention them by name. How about we do how about we be proactive and talk about how amazing and affordable these Brita water filters are? And maybe if they start getting some word of mouth, then they'll be like, oh, what the hell's this fallout? Technobabble. We better look into it because we're getting good press. It, until until the money starts rolling in, it's no name water filters for me. I love me some Brita water is the best. The president's oh the president's choice no name brand water filter. You know the it's, only it's, problem it's the with Brita plastic water filter. The only problem with Brita is it takes like I don't know two hours to fill up like a one liter jug. It's ridiculous how long you, they take. You do have to change the filter every once in a while, Rich. I, I did notice when I was uh, gearing up for this podcast, I did see something about lentils recently. Uh, people are uh, finding like a thousand year old seeds and they're able to grow like squash and uh, papaya to see how different these things originally were before we started interbreeding them. And they're quite amazing. And lentils was among some of the uh, ancient uh, plants that we're able to bring back. Okay. So that was just a nice little addendum to your uh, oh, team chat. Can you tell the difference between like a week-old lentil and a thousand-year-old lentil? It seems like it would taste the same. Well, I didn't have they didn't have any taste samples at the Loblaws I was at, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind trying them. So uh, I think uh, since you uh, cut, yeah, you you skipped ahead in line, so now it's Rich's turn to regale us <laughs> with with positivity and technological wonder. Yes, uh, I still have a few more things uh, here. I'm just going to run through probably pretty quickly for for CES here. And then, like I said, uh, probably next week, uh, maybe we'll have an all CES episode of the just the, the coolest items we can we can think of from uh, CES. Like, I don't know, like a CES top five or something sort of thing. So really quick, uh, we've got uh, the new, uh, like I said, a lot of the stuff I was looking at was LG, but... Uh, the new LG Signature Washer, which is just their little, you know, uh, washer-dryer combo, which is already pretty awesome, especially when it's only, I don't know, probably a two and a half, like two feet, two and a half feet by two feet, two and a half feet. Uh, it's pretty small, maybe only five feet tall, four feet tall as a double unit. It's got two two washers in it, one uh, front-loading and then a top-loading one that you pull out from the bottom, like a little drawer, which is pretty interesting. Uh, the, my favorite part of this, though, and this actually ties in with a lot of new um, technologies, quote, coming out for home appliances now, is it actually comes with Wi-Fi. So it can text your phone when your wash cycle's done. It can uh, let you know when your clothes are dry. You can do it at work. You can do it from wherever. And for some reason, you can download special wash cycles uh you can favorite highly used wash cycles 
and you can even track your water and electricity, which is also pretty cool. Uh, like I said, the the Wi-Fi is actually coming up on a lot of different uh, appliances this year. Um, they actually have a fridge from Samsung that has a camera inside that will take pictures for you and send you pictures of the inside of your fridge so you can check and see what you're running low on on your way home from work. And if you, uh, have, and if you have a squatter living in your attic, then you'll catch him in the act. No, it only. I believe it only works when the doors are closed for well, lighting purposes. Yeah, but at least you'll know if your if your stuff's disappearing throughout the day and you know That's nobody's true. home. Then you're like, okay, now I got to check the attic for like like small, long haired, dark Asian girls that are like crawling on the walls or something. <laughs> uh, I do think it's pretty cool though that it does track the water and electricity. That could uh, mean big savings for a lot of people because you can track how much electricity you're using when and try and get ahead of your electricity bill, I guess, plus yeah, the whole texting you when it's done. I don't know about you guys, but I put laundry on all the time and then forget to uh, switch it over. And I'm like, damn it, now I got to put it on again because it's been sitting there for so long and now it smells and if someone all musty. Break, and if someone breaks into your house and does laundry, now you'll know. Yes, exactly. But they even uh, they even have uh, Wi-Fi now for uh, your home cooking ranges as well. So oh you can have your mac and cheese uh, can be boiling over and you don't even have to get off the couch. You can just turn your oven or your burners on, off, up, down, right from the comfort of your lazy fucking ass. Oh, my. That's oh, my God. Just that's not going to help stir my pot. <laughs> that's true. That well, is you just true. you just get a pot with a uh, nice little uh, with a spoon in the lid that rotates. And then there you yeah, go. Yeah, or like one of those little robot uh, stirring things you see on the uh, the TV, uh, as seen on TV. It just kind of like walks around the pan and stirs it. They're like battery powered. You haven't seen those? They're great. <laughs> if you're making like a hollandaise sauce or something that needs to be constantly stirred, amazing. Uh, you could anyway. have told me this before our Christmas episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try to make the man's kitchen. <laughs> The lazy, Tim, pr- you mean the lazy pricks kitchen? Yeah. Well, Tim Taylor still beat you to that. Oh, he got, oh, he oh, had oh, the, oh, oh. yeah, he had the, uh, the butcher right in his kitchen. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, some of the other really cool uh, suck, dish- on, suck on that Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, Bluetooth devices, so uh, I was just checking out some of the uh, rather random but cool Bluetooth devices uh, that they've shown off so far. And uh, some of them include a Bluetooth beanie, which can offer up to six hours of playback with a built-in microphone. Uh, They've also got things like uh, new Wemo devices, uh, which is uh, basically for smart home controlling. uh, If this, then that. You've got little Bluetooth buttons now that are the size of like a button on your shirt, a large button on your shirt or your jacket. And you can place them anywhere and they can Bluetooth and your... I don't know, lights or something. Yeah, so if you don't have a light switch somewhere, I don't know. But you could do all sorts of things with the, with the, with if this, then that. They've got Bluetooth t-shirts out now. They've you got... said a beanie. What the hell would you do with a, with a Bluetooth beanie? Beanie? <laughs> I heard, that's what you said, right? Oh, that's yeah. Well, it's, a, it's like a toque, a beanie, a toque. Yeah, a why? Why would that need internet access? No, no, Bluetooth. Okay, what would you, what would that hat be communicating? That you have lice? No. No, Bluetooth, so you can listen to music and make phone calls oh, while you're snowboarding. In, with speakers in your hat. Oh, well, that, okay, well, that's something. 
Sorry, I, I guess I didn't. Uh, I guess I didn't say that part. Maybe I spaced uh, out. I was looking at my next article. Uh, Parrot, the drone company, has now released a Bluetooth hydrofoil drone. So it's a hydrofoil, and then it's also got a little mini helicopter drone, a regular drone on top of it that can actually lift off. Okay, what does hydrofoil mean? Does that mean like a surfboard? It, it's like a boat with the two little pontoons on the side. So it kind of almost. So it, it's like it, a surfing. It's like a sail surfboard. I guess it it it's kind of goes over the water. It skims the top of the water with them. I don't yes. know. When I hear when I hear foil, I just think that you're going to be wrapping your food in it or something. No, most are much larger. It's uh, older technology. It was really popular back in the '60s to early '70s. It was a uh, more of a high-speed watercraft. Used by militaries and some transport. It better not be those little standing surfboards, because I can't imagine no, no. Navy SEALs coming in on those things. No, think of much <laughs> bigger. not intimidating. Think much bigger. Like, this is, a, for example, the transport ones could hold, say, 50 to 100 people. But what it was, was it was a oh, more of a shallow draft boat, which was spread out a little bit more over the surface of the water so it could achieve higher speeds because it wouldn't be pushing through the water. It would tend to skim more along the surface. Ah, okay. Basically, for the most part, it was used by other militaries. It didn't fully take off, and it was very popular in G.I. Joe. And a lot of my internet searches, including used uh, military weapons. <laughs> So, Rich, what you were saying? Uh, yeah, just uh, basically a lot of like I'm a I'm a huge uh, Bluetooth gadget lover. I love Bluetooth things, anything and everything Bluetooth. I love pretty much because you could just you go on eBay and buy knockoffs for like five bucks from China. I love it. It's great. That, that's why that's why that's why Richard chews on those two thousand flush tablets so he can have blue teeth. Damn right, damn right. Uh, but the uh, the parent thing actually kind of really got me. I think that that would be a really fun thing to use, actually, because then not only are you invading people's space through the air, but you can also invade their space and privacy over the water as you, well. You can so. commit felonies, one by air, two by sea. Exactly. So uh, it's pretty cool. And the new pirate drone, uh, or parrot drone, not pirate, uh, the new parrot drone. Hey, you're sailing least... the seas, okay? It's a freaking pirate drone. That's I didn't even think of that when I said it. They should have called it the pirate drone. Jesus, that would have been amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, the Parrot actually just released a new flagship drone that actually gets rid of the quadcopter design and is shaped more like a uh, airplane, as it were, or a glider um, with a much fatter uh, center body. So like a, like a Millennium Falcon? No, not at all. It kind of looks like a, a bird. I guess if you were to just smooth it out, I don't know. It's just got two wings and a, and a big center fuselage, right? Yeah. And it hovers and whatnot, but it's just really interesting to see them changing it up from the quadcopter to design to something that could possibly be a little speedier, which some, yeah, you know, something closer to an actual hoverboard. Cause we saw that one guy, he just, oh, basically, if you could fly on this thing, you we, just strap your feet onto it. Oh, yeah, well, we saw that guy. He basically took like four drones, like, welded them together and he was able to cross a lake on it which was pretty cool but it's so freaking noisy i love the hoverboards are going to be the new way that people like watch you you wait japan and europe within the next five years people aren't going to be buying little tiny smart cars and things like that anymore or electric bicycles they're all going to be buying these little quote hoverboards those new 
uh, you like know, one or two wheels. No, the the one or two wheeled uh, like uh, skateboards and um, the electrically powered uh, rollerblades. The Segway didn't take off. I don't see how these will. But I, I mean, talked about this like in the Christmas episode, didn't I? Yeah, but I just like I I saw one uh, uh, today on my way home. I saw this uh, guy. He's near at, at the Algonquin College. He was leave, He was going from McDonald's, and I saw like him just like like standing and like gliding down the street on this thing with a little blue light on it and it it kind middle of, of the looked, winter yeah it kind of yes. looked okay but i'm just like dude you can walk almost that fast <laughs> i mean like well, some little... of them can go faster but it's a great way for business people to get around too right and, and <laughs> no 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 it's hard to imagine any associate people it's, it's hard to imagine any associate or old man trying to like yeah i don't uh, know why i said that i'm give, just thinking give his account to you after seeing you walk around like a like a lazy t- yeah, something like those things are going to be very popular in Japan and probably European cities where they're uh, extremely crowded and transportation is, you know, expensive or can, pointless. If, if like if can, you have a, something like that in New York City, picture going through the bike lanes or something like that with that and just speeding by everybody. If they could double the speed on these things so that it's actually as fast as it's it's just as fast as someone actually running. Well, I then, know that some of the skateboards they could compete with bikes. Well, not really compete, but I could see them at least having a reason to get in the bike lanes or, uh, you know, go by the side of the street. But with all the potholes and shit, you'll wipe out like a fucking maniac. So I've seen some of the uh, or or read about some of the um, the more bored type ones where they're like a skateboard or a hoverboard or whatever they want to call it. Uh, that can go anywhere from 12 to 17 uh, miles per hour. Wow. So how's that for speed? OK, well, it's fast. There you go. But I, and, I don't imagine know, how, like, with wind resistance pressing against your body, how that's not going to, like, either dry your eyes out or, like... You're just finding everything wrong with this that you can't. Next, you're going to be complaining that it's going to set you on fire. Jesus. Come on. I don't know. I'd have to try these things out. <laughs> that would that would be fun. I know. If we, if we get enough funding for this show where we can, like, review devices, then I will gladly make a YouTube video of me wiping out on this thing or at least attempting to i'm willing i would, I, I would donate to see that i am willing to put my ass on the line and possibly well i will wear my bicycle helmet while doing it i will be prepared but if you want to see a video of me like in no pain, it's, it can't be yours it's got to be like chris's daughter's chris does your daughter have like a nice pink uh helmet or something we could borrow yep no problem it might not fit his head but I'm, we're willing to all, uh, try all the better all the yeah. better i know you'd have to like crack it in half and then like attach and then like attach it with wire to uh <laughs> to make it fit on my head it's i got a big head so uh i think it i think we wrapped us back to my turn uh i've got a bit of a uh i'm going through a bit of a bug right now like you haven't been hearing me coughing because i've learned how to use my mute button but hey I, but I've uh, been doing a bit of a thing lately, and amoxicillin doesn't seem to be cutting it, at least not as fast as I like. And uh, we've heard talk about all these super bugs that are now resistant to antibiotics, right? Okay, just me then. <laughs> yeah? Did you two like, just conspire to be like, let's just freeze him out anytime he asks an obvious question? Yeah, we're totally texting right now behind your back. Or maybe stop asking obvious questions. <laughs> that <laughs> we don't feel rhetorical? we don't need. Yeah, maybe we don't need to answer the ones that everybody knows the answer to. Okay, well, a serious threat to global public health is the increasing resistance to current drugs by bacteria and viruses that cause infection. 
such as tuberculosis, pneumonia, and malaria. Good news from Boston, a newly discovered antibiotic, Tyxobactin, is being held as a paradigm shift, not only because researchers could detect no resistance, a finding that challenges long-held scientific beliefs, but also because of the way it was discovered. Now, where would you think that, uh, uh, like, where do you think most drugs are uh, synthesized or developed from? This isn't an obvious question now. This is something that requires an actual understanding of some, uh, some, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is just really? more fun, though. This is just more fun, though. <laughs> okay, this isn't an obvious question. Now your dicks are just freezing me out. Okay, well, you think it would come from, uh, fine, I guess I'll have this conversation by myself. So you think it would come from either, uh, you know, uh, materials, minerals, or uh, plants. Yep. But this one That's what is... what I was going to say. This one is a little different. Now, scientists have always believed that the soil was teeming with new and potent antibiotics because bacteria have developed novel ways to fight off other microbes. But 99% of microbes will not grow in laboratory conditions, leaving researchers frustrated they could not get to the life-saving natural drugs. Now, scientists at Boston's Northeastern University are using an electronic chip to grow these microbes in their native soil and with the improved access to isolate their antibiotic chemical compounds. And in doing so, they have discovered 25 new antibiotics, of which Texobactin is the latest and most interesting. So they were able to find soil that allows that allows these superbugs to just fall down like regular bugs. So that's pretty darn awesome. So all these naysayers and warriors that uh, think like, oh, we're, that's it, the viruses are going to win. Well, we got some, uh, we got some new ammunition in this fight now. Where did, did you get that one on the Good News Network too? Yep, that one was uh, published last year, but it does, you know, I just didn't uh, pour through everything. I wanted to like uh, sp uh, sparse it out a bit. Yep. So it says this is the this marks the first discovery of an antibiotic to which resistance by mutation of pathogens has not been identified, though it remains to be seen whether other mechanisms for resistance against texobactin exist in the environment. So the fact that it has either a that it has a hundred percent kill rate and these things uh, aren't changing to adapt to it yet, pretty darn helpful. Cool. Yay. Yeah. That sounds like good news <laughs> from a network. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of people, like a network of people giving us good news. And that seems to be uh, everything we have for this week. Next week, we'll have a bit more coverage from CES 2016. And uh, Chris, where can we find you? You can find me on most of the other Geek Fallout Productions podcasts, including Geek Fallout comic book episodes, the main Geek Fallout show, Random Nerdness, and ever occasionally the Trek 1701. Um, other than that, you can find me at Alias Ego on Twitter and Chris Guida on Facebook. Hit me up and uh, I'll annoy the crap out of you. <laughs> okay, Rich, where can we find you? Oh, I've been I've been an active little boy lately. Uh, Ooh, good. I've recently switched jobs, so now I have a job that um, uh, I work just during the day. I'm off fairly early in the afternoon. You know, it, it allows me a certain uh, amount of time on my phone. So I have been on Twitter much more, running the Geek Fallout Twitter account. I'm running the Geek Fallout Facebook page uh, with a little help from uh, a couple of our other producers. 
who also post stuff. But uh, so you can find me at Geek Fallout on Twitter. You can find me at Reach1613 on Twitter for more of my personal tweets, as well as on our Geek Fallout Productions Facebook page. So, so basically, what you're saying is you're off the pole and online again. Awesome. We're not talking about his exotic dancing career. We agreed <laughs> not to bring that up on the show. Well, fine. <laughs> okay, and you can find me hosting another podcast, not on this network, but it is the Playing With Power podcast. It's a uh, retrospective podcast about Nintendo Power Magazine. We may have a guest on uh, from this network, so you might want to tune into that if you like more than just me. And uh, I'm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, GetThePower88 on the uh, Twitter the Facebook as the Playing With Power podcast. You can also find me personally, Mike King, in Ottawa. And, uh, well, that seems to be it for now. So, it's, uh, that wraps up our current episode, and it is now safe to turn off your device. Incoming call from Metro. No, no, Drop it. <laughs>